Welcome to this edition of Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets. In this weekly show, you'll catch two fund managers who'll share their views on a selection of listed companies, both here and overseas. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be notified of new episodes each week. And don't forget that all the views expressed are general in nature and you should seek your own advice before making any decisions of your own. That's all from me. Sit back, relax and enjoy the latest edition of Buy, Hold, Sell. Welcome to Livewire Markets Buy, Hold, Sell. My name is Matthew Kidman. And with the end of reporting season, the insiders, the people who run companies and sit on boards, are out of their blackout period. What does that mean? They can buy stock or they can sell stock. There's only one real reason why you want to buy stock, because you think you're going to make money over the long term. And there are a lot of reasons, maybe excuses, to sell stock. And that's what we're going to concentrate on now. What, what companies and what directors have been selling stock and whether that's a good thing and whether we can see through it into the future. So to discuss the stock selling today, we have Will Mumford from OSCAP and we've got Michael O'Neill from IML. Michael, I'll start with you. Market Darling had a pretty good result. JB Hi-Fi had a bit of director selling. Buy, hold or sell? It's a hold for us. It's been uh, over earning due to COVID. So sales are still up uh, 36% above pre-COVID levels. However, there's a lot to like in terms of the scale of the business, their cost of doing business advantage, the rent that they pay per square metre, which is similar to anchor tenants like the supermarkets. Uh, so for us, it's a standout in the discretionary space. It's growing market share still, and we'd be interested at the right price. Top-notch retailer, but as the music stopped for JB Hi-Fi, buy, hold or sell? Oh, I'm happy to keep backing JB, so I think it's a buy. So, I mean, Terry's sold just about enough to cover his tax liability from the shares he was issued. So it just shows he's rational. And Nick still has $2 million worth of shares, which for a mid-cap CFO is at the higher end. I think they've got some cost pressure that they're going to need to manage over the next 12 months, but they've got a really good track record of delivering. For me, the key thing is they're a category killer and they're moving into increasingly less discretionary categories, but it's still trading at a discount to the broader market and to the consumer staples retailers. Gold, everyone likes the glitter of gold. Evolution mining, buy, hold or sell? Well, we don't own Evolution, so for me it's a sell. Firstly, I just think the end uses of gold are less practical than other commodities, and I think that's gonna lead to growing ESG pressure for the sector. The sector's also got issues with grade declines as well as cost pressures, because it's a very labor intensive um, mining process. And thirdly, the sector just doesn't really screen as cheap as other commodities um, to us right now. Evolution's debt is probably higher than I'd like as well. So I'm happy to stay on the sidelines there. Evolution's been a great performer over the years, growing a very big gold company, which is not easy to do. A little bit of selling, buy, hold or sell for you? Hold. So agree that Evolution um, has done well. It, it is an unhedged exposure to gold mining and fair to say it's at a point in time where we're near record gold prices, but it is a quality asset. They've got uh, diversification of production across four main assets. They've got a low all-in cost of mining and they've got little in the way of capex ahead of them. One of their assets, uh, Ernest Henry in particular, has copper deposits alongside the gold, which means every ounce of gold you get, you're taking copper with it. Effectively, you've got a negative extraction cost. Good, so let's turn to blood, gold to blood. CSL, obviously one of the really big companies in Australia and has been a tremendous performer, been a bit tougher more recently. Some of it's older directors who have been around for a long time were selling some stock. Buy, hold or sell? 
buy for us. They've delivered a strong result. They've reiterated their outlook for the coming year. If we look at their uh, performance in terms of growth across their key plasma categories, they've shown growth across all products. They've also shown that they can deliver on the V4 acquisition. Uh, we're excited about the prospect of uh, higher yield initiatives in plasma collection, and we're also excited about the prospect of a new drug that might address recurrent heart attacks. So this company's been a core portfolio member for most Australians over the last decade. Sure. To insiders selling a bit of stock, should we trim as well? Buy, hold or sell? Well, personally, I don't own the stock, so I'm going to say sell. Uh, I think the Vifor acquisition is lower quality than the rest of CSL's portfolio. Uh, in general, I get a bit nervous about step-out acquisitions, also about management turnover soon after large acquisitions. The valuation also looks reasonably full to me, so that's another one where I'm happy to be on the sidelines. Okay. Now, they've been selling. Give us one that you've been buying that you like uh, from basically out of reporting season, but just at the moment. Sure. So one that we've been buying is Min Resources. And Min, the story isn't about whether directors have been buying or selling. It's about the size of their stake. So Chris Ellison has a $1.6 billion stake within MinRes. And that tells you a few things. Firstly, it tells you he knows what he's doing. He's become a billionaire through the performance of MinRes. Secondly, it's going to give you better alignment than, any, than the design of the best LTI scheme ever could. So MinRes has again and again come up with opportunistic and entrepreneurial transactions that you just don't see at many other ASX listed companies. So it's a good reminder to back founder led businesses. Yeah, but don't forget when Chris sells. It's <laughs> always a good sign. I've seen that before. Okay, Michael, what have you got? Something you've been buying as opposed to these directors have been selling. I'll give you one that we've been buying and the chair has been buying, which is Steadfast. Frank O'Halloran's been buying. I think he bought 55,000 shares. Yes, the chair of Steadfast. So this is a company that's just uh, provided guidance for 10 to 15% earnings growth for the coming year. That's a level that it's generally achieved through the decade that's passed since its IPO. And what gives them confidence in giving that guidance is organic growth through market share in their insurance broking network, uh, roll-up acquisitions in the network, and the hard insurance market that we're in today, which isn't going away anytime soon. You could also uh, have another catalyst at their upcoming AGM in October when they start to talk about the US, US strategy in more detail. There you go. Some of the directors are selling. These two gentlemen are steadfast in what they are buying. Another terrific show, a lot of good content, a lot of good stock tips. What you should do is go out, subscribe to the Livewire YouTube channel, and there's a lot more content just like you've seen to watch. Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis and insights. Register for free online at livewiremarkets.com and you'll discover more exclusive investing articles, videos and podcasts.